You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you today? Good afternoon. Healthy alive? Yeah. Yourself? I'm doing all right. It's been a... uh it's been a it's been an interesting day, you know. I've been uh, I've been hunting down some equipment and things like that, and you were actually digging through some stuff trying to help me find one. And it's like everybody's doing this work from home stuff, so it's it's impossible to um, to track this stuff down now. And the one thing I'm looking for, I'm looking for a new camera. And of course, every single person that's out there, right, that that can work from home is working from home, or they're in the process of being able to set themselves up to work from home. So nothing's available. I was down at a shop today. You know, it's uh, basically it's like their version of a Best Buy, which is like this big, massive electronic store. And I go down there and I'm looking for one of these cameras. Well, it's a specific kind of camera. You know which one it is. And it's 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 one of the only ones in the market that can actually do 4K for what we need it for. And so I'm down there and I'm like, where's all this stuff? Like all the webcams are sold out. All the, um, you know, the, the, the lower end DSLR cameras are all sold out. And I'm like, what's going on? And this guy says... You know, I'm, I'm looking for all this stuff. And this guy says, we just can't keep that stuff in stock because everybody's building stuff to work from home, building remote offices. They're buying up uh, studio equipment, recording equipment, broadcasting equipment, all of it. And they're just building these home offices. And so it's difficult to get all this stuff. So I said, can you order me one and have it shipped to my house? I, I'm fine with that. I don't need it today, but I do need it soon. Can you get it to me within five to 10 business days? And he says, well, let me look. And he goes in the computer and all that stuff. And he's like typing around and he says, earliest I can get you that would be probably December 20th. You'd have it before Christmas, possibly the end of the by the end of the year. That's how crazy this is. You know, I'm actually kind of glad we started getting into like buying the studio equipment when we did, because if we didn't, like we bought it a year ago, you know, a year and a half ago, if we didn't, there's no way we'd be able to get it now within reason, within reason. We could probably get it, but... Within reason, it's it's just it's not even feasible right now. This microphone that I'm sitting here talking on, right? I I remember what I paid for this thing. It's almost double that now, and it's the same yeah. thing. It, it's crazy, and I just overpaid. To be fair, I did find the camera, and you know I just overpaid. I just overpaid. Mm-hmm. I paid the price gouge yeah. because because companies are doing it that, that that do have it, and I found a business that's not too far from here that's. Uh, that's got one in stock. I ordered it. It'll be here in a couple of days. But I overpaid by a lot, by a lot. I'll, I'll do a Trump line here. It's just cra- it's crazy. It's crazy. There's no sense in all this nonsense. None. But New York is uh, is talking about locking back down, which they never really reopened, to be fair. You know, we talked the other day about how New York is, well, actually it was yesterday, how New York and, and California pretty much haven't reopened. Like they haven't done it fully. But I thought New York was at least going to say, all right, yeah, all right, we, we've we've bankrupted enough businesses here. Uh, enough businesses here. We've taken enough people's jobs. We've taken enough people's homes. Uh, we're we're going to start to to roll back on the stuff. And they were in the process of uh, what was it like phase four? I think that's where they were. And they were just starting yeah, to time. lax. Yeah, they were just starting to lax like the indoor dining. And of course, now things are going to start rolling back. New York City is on the edge of a precipice. The former CDC director says they're on the edge of the precipice. You hear this? They're saying that the infection rates in New York City area continue to soar far above other parts of the state. 
prompting health officials to ramp up testing, according to Governor Andrew Cuomo's office. It's cold and flu season. It is cold and flu season. This is the cycle. This is the process where everybody gets sick. Do, do you know what they've done? Do, do you know what they've done? They've rebranded the flu. That's that's really what they've done. They've taken the flu and, and the, you know, the most serious of colds because it's not enough to just get a cold. Sometimes you have to get like this cold and bronchitis and, and mix of like mild pneumonia. And sometimes sometimes it's really bad. So sometimes it's really bad. And now, of course, with everything that's happened over the last eight months, everything's now COVID. Everything. Now they have the ability to, and because they've rebranded everything as COVID, since they've repackaged the flu and the common cold, now they have the ability to turn things on and off whenever they need to. So they've gotten everybody whipped up into this hysteric bunch of nonsense over what? Somebody coughs, somebody sneezes. Do you know the mainstream media is actually saying that Trump is giving these speeches and they're editing out the coughs in lifetime? insane. The thing is, is you would be able to see them edit, you know, if he was coughing or whatnot, you'd be able to see the the cut in the clip like they would. You see it on YouTube videos all the time. It, 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 it snaps. So, I mean, I guess you could edit that out if it was audio and you wouldn't be able to notice. But for video, no, you would have to do some trickery with it. You'd have to do a lot of nice blending in there in order to, to smooth that one over because I know you how would. difficult it could be. And so do you. Um, yeah. New York City is responding to a growing, clu- excuse me, is responding to growing clusters of coronavirus cases in 20 hotspot zip codes. And they're reporting an average positivity rate or the number of tests coming back positive as high as 18%. You see this, Bruce, we got to shut the city down. We got to shut everything down. We got to roll back all this stuff because no one's doing what they're supposed to do. What are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? We follow every single guideline that's out there. Unless you have massive... Uh, how, how, how should I put it? Civil disobedience. Unless you have massive civil disobedience, which I don't think people are doing except for the mostly peaceful protesters you have out there in the streets, uh, unless it's unless it's the average law abiding citizen, I, I don't think that they're the ones that are the problem. They're the ones being barked at saying that we can do it. We can do it together. We're all in this together. We, we can do it if we if we just do this and we just do that. What's enough? What is enough? Do we shut everything off? Does the cure become worse than the disease? It's not going to go away, but they've turned it back onto itself, putting you at the forefront of it. You're the one that's going to be tasked with the responsibility. You see, you see how they delegate that back? They're going to tell you what to do, but if, if it doesn't work, then it's your fault. Yeah, you didn't do enough. You didn't do what you were supposed to. You didn't do as you were told. Right. If you don't wear a mask, you're going to kill somebody. Is that what we're being told? You're going to kill somebody? It's not about you. It's never enough. So they clamp down on something and then they ease up on it, but they don't ease up on it. They'll always come back later and clamp down on it harder. It's called successive approximation. We talked about it the other day. This is how totalitarians take over until eventually they squeeze down on something. They let go of it a little bit, but then they squeeze down harder until eventually civilization just clonks out. That's the idea here. That's that's what they're going for. So now every time somebody gets gets a cold, every time somebody gets pneumonia, where, where's pneumonia? Where's the flu? Well, it's, it's, it's COVID. See, COVID, COVID causes pneumonia. So it's, you know, that, that's where it's at. It's all COVID. Sinus infections, right? I mean, it happens. This is the time of year for that. But everything they've done over the last few months is to convince you that this is not normal. Why is it this is happening there, but it's not helping or it's not happening anywhere else? Largely. Why, why is that? And well, you, you can say, OK, well, it's Donald Trump. I don't think so. I don't think so. The Israelis, the Russians, they're, they're all locking back down. I don't think that's because of Donald Trump. 
So there is a real problem out there, but it's not all one sided. It's being exploited that way to a great extent. But I think we should have we, the opportunity. Go ahead. We have never locked down for these for any kind of pandemic, for especially when it has a fatality rate so low. We've never locked down. This isn't the typical practice. So, you know, we, we've talked about it before. Why are they doing this? You know, I mean, we have to look at the other the other things that they're saying, they being the elites are saying they want to do. Right. It, it, it kind of I don't know, man, it's just it fits into the stuff we've been talking about. Uh, they're, they're wanting to collapse the system. They're wanting to create their one world nonsense. Mm-hmm. It, that's the only that's the only conclusion. That's unfortunately, that's the the one that makes the most sense as to why everything's shutting down globally. Like they're all the science is saying it doesn't work. Shutdowns, lockdowns is actually more dangerous for the population than to open up, let it go through the populace. We've seen the the, the reports. There's been like three papers out now that have said the herd immunity rate or umbrella immunity, as Fauci has now started saying, is 20% of the population is exposed. So 20% of the population has it. The WHO is already saying that at least 10% of the population has had it, uh, the world in the world. So if we would have opened up, people would have gotten immunity to it and it would pretty much die off. Uh, it would it would mutate down to something less severe. Um, so it, it just. But if it dies off, they die off. The agenda dies off. They, they can't have that. They have to stay within the confines. Now, they're, they're not interested in any kind of a solution. And you ask, well, what comes next? I can tell you what comes next. Common pass vaccine. That's what comes next. And the vaccine, by the way, which we've talked about it. I mean, you can you can go back and you can listen to the one we did about the uh, the coronavirus, the coronavirus vaccine and how it's going to be ineffective. Why do I know that it's going to be ineffective right off the bat? Flu viruses. We haven't found a cure for that, have we? Cold viruses. We haven't found a cure for that, have we? Well, that's what the basis of this is. You're going to cure the common house cold now. If that's not enough, well, then try this one on for size. The company that's being tasked, one of the main companies that's being tasked to fund, develop and perform the research of this particular vaccine, of which the United Kingdom will receive 60 million doses of, and the United States will receive over 100 million doses of, that we've already paid in advance for, both of those countries have already paid in advance for, is being developed by a company called Novavax. This is all public. You can go out there and look this up for yourself. This company- Japan and South Korea as well. Japan and South Korea as well. You're absolutely right. Forgot about them. This company is being tasked to develop this vaccine. Okay. Well, it's a vaccine company. All right. Well, may stands to reason, right? That makes sense. Vaccine research companies doing research for uh, vaccine development on it. Okay, fine. But the company was on the verge of bankruptcy. So much so, in fact, that they were actually being told by the stock exchange in the U.S., hey, look, you better get some value in that company real soon or we're going to have to delist you. And so what happened? Well, a philanthropic individual named Bill Gates came along and fronted the money for the company to stay afloat. And they also ran it through another organization that's sponsored by not only Bill and Melinda Gates and their foundation, but the World Economic Forum, too. And what do they specialize in? Oh, vaccines, vaccine research and vaccine development. Novavax has developed several vaccines. We covered them in a previous podcast. They developed several vaccines, including most notably one for specifically respiratory illnesses. This company, since its inception in 1987, has never developed a single working product ever. So what on earth makes you think that now is going to be any different? It's not going to be. A company that's never developed anything that's actually been successful, they're now miraculously going to bring to market a product that's going to cure the common cold. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Logic tells you that that doesn't work. Common sense tells you that that doesn't work. But 
Let's continue on with New York here. More than half of the hotspot zip codes are from the Kings and Queens country, or counties, excuse me, are from the Kings and Queens counties, which are located in New York City's Brooklyn and Queens boroughs. Two other counties slightly north of New York City, Rockland and Orange, make up the remaining hotspots. Although the top 20 zip codes are home to 6.7% of the state's population, very densely populated, they represented 26% of Friday's new COVID cases, Cuomo said. The average positivity rate among them is 5.2%, well above the 1% rate for the remainder of the state. Huh. Funny how all these spikes are just happening now when we're, what, 30 days out from the election? Yeah, less than 30 days. Less than 30 days. We're 20, 22 days. Excuse me. No, 28 days from the election. Cuomo said in a statement. So my message to New Yorkers is please stay vigilant. And my message to local governments is to do the enforcement. We can beat this thing if we work together and stay New York tough. Uh huh. You hear this? It's always working together. Again, it's back to that unified message again. Work together. Together we can do it. We're all in this together. It's always the same thing. Pushing the blame back on you because you don't do what you're told. Well, this has to happen. Dr. Tom Frieden, a former director of the U.S. CDC under President Barack Obama, gee, I wonder what he's thinking, warned on Twitter on Saturday that New York City is on the edge of a precipice and is at high risk of COVID resurgence. See, what did I? What, what have I been saying this entire time? Second wave, regular cold and flu season. This is the time. The cold snap is here. Fall has just hit. Autumn has just hit. So people are going to start getting sick. Sun goes away. We don't have as much sunlight during the winter months. Causes a vitamin D deficiency in human beings. This is why people get sick during the cold and flu season because we're vitamin D deficient. Even Fauci himself had to just admit not long ago that, yeah, vitamin D and vitamin C, that that does help in keeping yourself healthy. So um, people need to be uh, taking that into advisement or taking that under advisement. Okay, well, it's nice to know that you're actually talking about something relevant now, Anthony. Appreciate that. We've been asking you to do that since day one. Where were you back in uh, back in March? Back in. Well, actually, no. In March, he was saying that this wasn't a problem, right? Or no, wait a minute. January, he was saying that wasn't a problem. March is when we locked down. But one of the first things that I remember him saying publicly was, well, the thing is going to fix this is a vaccine. No. See, now the CDC head is saying, uh, well, a mask is more effective than a vaccine. See, the current CDC head, Robert Redfield or whatever his name is. Redfield. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I think we had a clip of that at one point. Cuomo has gone on to say that on Tuesday, there are many reported clusters in the zip codes that overlap with large Orthodox Jewish communities. Hmm. Don't you find that a little strange? Uh, He said that uh, this is a concern for their community, public health concern for their community. It's also a public health concern for surrounding communities. A cluster today can be a community spread tomorrow. I I love how concerned he is, especially for all this. How about you actually let the communities make the decisions for themselves? Have we ever considered that? Have we actually thought about that? Have we even been proposed that idea? Has that even been considered? How about we let the communities make up their own minds? How about that? Can we do that? But anyway, so New York's talking about locking back down. So here's a list of the zip codes. Uh, We've got uh, Borough Park in Brooklyn. Uh, They are the highest percentage at the moment. They are uh, 8.3%. Homecrest in Brooklyn. Uh, well, I'm not going to get down percentage. Midwood in Brooklyn. Basically. No, no. Okay, so these percentage. Are, all, Wait, the, these are these are the percentage of people that are infected. These are positive percentages. Yes. These are testing positive. Yes. OK, so these are the positive tests that have proven to be false positives. Like they give a large number of, of false positives. Two thirds of the time. Yeah. OK, so we're locking down for eight percent of the population that two thirds of those are actually false positives. 
In one zip code. In one zip code. Uh-huh. Yes. So okay. you have 8%, 8.3% in one zip code. You got 7.5% in another zip code, 6.9% in another zip code, 6.5%, uh, 5.9%, 5.6%, 4.3%, uh, 38 and 38 So they're all under 10%, and we're locking down, even, even if it was 10%, even if the top one was 10%, you're still looking at 60% of those being false positives. So it's really only 4%. If if that number is accurate, so you're you're locking down for four percent of the population having the flu. Actually, it's here's the thing, I, and I, I want to clear this up. I want I want to make this clear. We've made this comparison before. This virus is not the flu. Okay, it behaves very differently than the flu. But but statistically, statistically, it's less than the flu. It's less that you you're less likely to die from it than of the flu. You have a higher survivability rate. So when we say that it's like the flu, that's what we mean. We have to make that distinction because a lot of people out there are saying, oh, well, this is just the flu. It's just like the flu. No, it's not. The virus is, di- is, is very different. But statistically, that, yeah. statistically, it's, it's less than the flu. That's fair. The, also, the flu doesn't, uh, you know, when you, when you test positive for, for the flu, 60% of the people aren't actually asymptomatic. So that, that, that's also something that should be noted. Usually when you have the flu, you have symptoms, usually. COVID, you, you could be positive and, and not have any symptoms, which might actually fall into the, the category of uh, that's a false positive. You know, maybe maybe the tests are just that inaccurate and the people that are COVID positive are actually or asymptomatic are actually not infected at all. Um, but based on the research we're seeing, the people that are actually infected, most of them uh most of them are asymptomatic or have very mild symptoms, like a, mi- a mild cough. Well, all of these neighborhoods have had seven straight days of a positive test rate of 3% or higher. Odd how that happens just before an election cycle. Isn't that, isn't that funny how that Yeah, happens? it is interesting. All it, these people are just now miraculously coming down, right? The Senate's got that. McEnany uh-huh. tested positive today. Kaylee McEnany, of course, she'll probably be asymptomatic. Uh, yeah, of course, yeah. Trump was in the hospital. He did a he did a caravan wave yesterday. He left the hospital to go mm-hmm. wave the supporters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was funny. And then the press is talking, oh, oh, look, he 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 left the uh, the hospital safe area to go wave. How irresponsible is it? Unbelievable. We're getting false reports on that anyway. Some of the media is saying, oh, Trump's going to die in the hospital because COVID. And other media is saying he's asymptomatic. Well, which is it? I mean, I'm I'm betting he's probably either asymptomatic or uh, has a mild cough. And the reason I say that, that's the majority of all people that have it. So, yeah, I think Melania actually has it worse than he does. She has a bit of a cough and a little bit of a headache. And they were saying, oh, his blood oxygen content dropped substantially and blah, blah, blah. He's within the normal range, by the way. His his oxygen content was was about normal. Um, the, okay, so if you have a lung disease, um, I forget what the, the, one of the common ones are, is called. Emphysema. Um, their, their, their range is like as low as like 88%. So, I mean, that that's when you start getting into the range of, you know, you, you, you you don't want to go too much lower than that, right? Because then you start having problems. But 88% is what some people function at with, with other diseases. So ooh, he dropped a few percentage points in oxygen levels. Um, so um, 
back to New York here. This is what's going to this. These are the steps they're going to take in the areas that I mentioned. So Brooklyn and Queens are going to be locking back down and non-essential businesses. See, what did I say about non-essential businesses? Non-essential businesses. See, Walmart and Target and, and Amazon, they can stay open. That's fine. That's fine. You, you that own a small grocery store, you that own a small hardware store, you that own a small electronic store, you can't stay in business. And if you have a business that is, quote, essential, then you have to be willing to adapt to the new rules. And if you can't do that, say, for example, if you're a restaurant, all of a sudden, if you're a sit down restaurant, you have to now become a takeout place. Now, who in their right mind? uh, These guys are like Nazis. Seriously, they're fascists. This kind of stuff. You can't run your business unless you do what the government tells you. You have to first do this and then you can. That's what fascism is. It's literally the government saying you have to make this product or you have to do this certain thing before you can do business. It's absurd. And honestly, these businesses that the, the, these businesses that aren't essential, quote unquote, you know what? You should open up. And if they tell you, uh, you know, if they, they try to arrest you or whatever or run you out, number one, they have no legal leg to stand on. Number two, your business is essential. You got to eat. You got to pay rent, mortgage, whatever. So, yeah, my business is essential. Sorry. I have to keep the lights on. <laughs> Non-essential businesses in the zip codes would be shut down, as would on-site learning at their public and private schools and indoor and outdoor restaurant dining under the plan proposed Sunday by Mayor Bill de Blasio, the man of the people, man of the people. What a disgusting piece of trash he is. Shame on the people that support him. Governor Andrew Cuomo I, still has to sign off on the proposed lockdown, but something tells me he's not going to be given too much pushback. No, nah, no, nah, he'll sign off on it. Honestly, <sighs> part of me thinks... There's not going to be much resistance in this. You, I, I don't think there's going to be much civil disobedience. Um, I'm seeing reports of um, things are, are getting more aggressive for people that aren't wearing masks. Um, I, I see an article here of a dude that wasn't wearing a mask outside, sunny, right? It, it's it's sunny. He's sitting in the sun. A this, couple walks by. The boyfriend's not wearing happens. a mask. By the way. Yeah, this is what happens. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but this is what happens yeah. when we don't stop this in its infancy. It gets to this yep. point and it will continue to get further and further out of control because we don't push back on the government in the first stages and say, all right, 14 yep. days, that's enough. You understand? That's enough. That's what should have happened. Those people that were out there at the state houses and the and the, the mayor's offices and the city halls, that's when it should have ended right there. But yep. what happened? They burned your neighborhoods down, didn't they? So you went home. It should have ended in April. Like what the president was saying, that's when it should have ended. We should have opened back up. But okay, so this couple was walking by. There was a bit of an altercation. The the couple was, well, specifically the girlfriend, was complaining about the guy sitting out in the sun, not wearing a mask. And he refused to wear a mask, blah, blah, blah. She throws hot coffee onto him. Uh, And at that point, he stands up, lunges at the boyfriend and pummels the boyfriend. And uh, then they call the cops and whatnot. And the cops didn't arrest either of them, just said, apologize to one another and go about your day. And this is, uh, I, I, I commend the dude, number one. He didn't pummel the, the, the woman that actually threw the coffee. He threw, he pummeled the boyfriend. So I, I commend him there. But uh, this is, is, it's getting ridiculous. You, throwing hot coffee on someone that can permanently damn it. Like if that was fresh hot coffee, the, you could have caused burns and scars on the dude. Like he could have blinded him if he got in the eyes. It's about acting like a child. That that's what it is. It, it's this it's this uh, adolescent uh, screaming toddler kind of response, right? You don't you don't do what you're told. Well, then what happens, right? Or if someone scolds you, what happens? Oh, you scream and you kick and you whine and you cry. 
right? That's that's what an undisciplined child does. Same thing with this. These are undisciplined people. They don't know how to behave. They do not understand that. They do not know how to behave in society. That's why they're led around like children from the smartphones, the social media and the TV and the entertainment, because they don't know how to behave. They don't know how to act. They've been raised on this culture, on this culture of uh, of just lunacy. I was talking to somebody this morning and I, I saw a video. Bruce, you'll love this. Th- this guy in Savannah, Georgia. Right. I got video of this. I'll send it over to you here in a little bit. Uh, but there, there's this guy that's he's driving he's driving his pickup truck through the middle of town and there's Antifa laying out there in the middle of the street, laying in the middle of the street, blocking traffic. So what does he do? He drives around them. Well, as soon as he drives around them, they all stand up at the same time. There must have been 15, 20 of these little these little pieces of garbage out there in the streets and trash. That's all they are. They're street vermin. So they get up, they start throwing stuff at his truck and, and throwing their bike up against his truck. And they threw some bottles at his truck, threw rocks at his window, busted one of his windows out. And what does he do? Savannah, Georgia, what do you think the guy did? Got out of his truck, CCW, and he drew down on him. And they scattered like rats, every last one of them. And he's standing there like, okay, you're all big and bad. Where are you now? This is getting ridiculous. That they're, getting they're, ridiculous. they're going to be this is stupid. And the, the response I got to that was, do these people not know how to behave? Can they just behave normally for one day? And I said, no, they can't. They can't because they don't know how. They, they really they don't know how. And, and this is the this is the hard part about it is this is a lost generation, in my humble opinion. Now, I could be wrong. There could be a way to reach them. If there is, I haven't figured out how to. I would love to know because you need to educate these people. These people have been left behind. They've been dumbed down. And that's our fault. That's our fault. That's our fault for not paying attention sooner and, and not catching this and pushing back on this. And so what do you do with these people? That's the question. What do you do? You, you almost can't talk to them. I'm not I'm not saying that you completely write them off. I, I, I want I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. Part of me does say it, but I, I don't want to say that because I believe that there's hope to try and salvage this situation in one form or another. But unless people start waking up and paying attention, I don't know what else is going to stop it. I, I don't know. So how do you reach a screaming hysteric? I, I don't know. Bruce, you look like you want to say something over there. I was just looking at the um, demographics for the age groups and whatnot. Uh, we fall under the millennial age bracket, and yes, uh, twenty is the youngest of our of our generation, um, and that's probably the older ones that are out there rioting. But honestly, I know some of the the problem is is the extremes. You have some on the the far extremes, like left, far left. That are doing these lunatic things, like laying out in the street, like you're you're talking about. But at the same time, there's the the generation is more conservative. Uh, that is, um, it's like uh, Gen Zoom, Z. Uh, is it Generation yeah, Z? Yeah. Like the the generation behind us, they are like yeah. hardcore yeah. conservative. Yeah, Gen Z. So that that's the but Gen Z is the Zo- the Zoomer generation is the ones that are out there doing most of the protesting. Uh, protesting most of the rioting so there's greater extremes among them because they've been taught to protest they've been taught to you know do these upheavals but what i'm more concerned about they've been taught to be activists yes yeah well that's that's what i meant yes thank you uh they've been taught to be activists now these these um these activists what i'm more concerned about is for example that concealed carry guy what if uh, what if he was having a bad day and just that was the that was the straw that broke the camel's back. And instead of drawing his firearm, he, um, you know, and, and just brandishing it, um, he would have pulled the trigger and just started cleaning house or ran ran him over. 
Um, that's what I'm concerned about is somebody not stopping or someone, you know, not trying to dodge it. They have more, these, these protesters, these rioters, these activists, these lunatics have more faith in humanity than I do because they're out there laying in the street, hoping you don't run them over. What the hell are you thinking? <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I, as, as soon as I saw that, like all I saw all of them laying in the streets, I was like, oh man, they're going to get run over. I see, you see this big jacked up pickup truck coming along and it's like, oh, they're going to get run over. They're getting run over. No. The guy slows down and, and starts to drive around them. As soon as he started to drive around, they all pop up at the same time. Now, come on. Come on. You're, you're trying to tell me that these idiots don't get trained on how to do all this stuff. We, we know how they get trained to do this stuff. It's it's pathetic. And here's another one. Antifa mob pulls a woman to the ground by her hair after she was trying to wave an American flag in front of him. Woman wouldn't let go of the flag. Antifa... Uh, grabbed her, or, you know, grabbed her by the back of the hair, threw her to the ground. Uh, she was at a conservative protest in Oregon, in Portland, Oregon, which pretty much that's a left wing stronghold. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. On Sunday, was attacked by Antifa militants who tried to steal her flag, pulled her to the ground by her hair. The woman would not let go of the flag, and when Antifa couldn't get it away from her, they assaulted her. So they started beating the hell out of her while she was on the ground. Conservative woman who appears to be a woman of color. Just throwing that out there. Uh, was steadfast in her determination to retain her American flag and would not allow Antifa militants to take it from her. Andy No, editor at large. Man, I love that guy. That guy does awesome work. Reported the violent encounter. The video shows a woman standing with a group of other conservative protesters holding a flag. Man walked up to her, grabbed the flag, but she wouldn't release her grip on it. He dragged her. This is a guy assaulting a woman. Okay, a woman of color at that. He dragged her a few feet away where more of his affiliated counter-protesters were. A second man joined in and snagged the flag. One of them grabs her hair, drags her to the ground as she's crying out. So she did get away. This Members of the two-size class after the woman was able to get away, screaming, yelling, both sides soon followed, accompanied by the number of cars honking as they passed. See, this is exactly what they want. This is the response that they want. They, they need to provoke the violence, and they need to provoke the clashing of two sides. That's what their task is here. It's the same thing with, with what we're talking about with um, Antifa, BLM. And then, of course, you had Biden on the stage at the presidential debate calling out the Proud Boys. You have to have an opposing point. That's how this works. It doesn't work without it because they all go down if they don't have that. So they have to be in a sense of a defense, right? They're on offense, but they have to put themselves in a state of defense. They have to play the political game back on itself. That's how this works. This is how Marxism works. That's what this is, by the way. For anyone that hasn't been paying attention up to this point. And, you know, it, it made me think, do, do you remember the um, do you remember when we explained the structure of socialism itself and how to identify all these different groups and how they operate and things like that? The concealed members, the open members and things like that. What was it that I said at the end of that that podcast? I said, and please, anyone go back and listen to that structure of socialism. I think we even re-aired it uh, at one point in time. It, it's it's well worth a listen. We lay out exactly how socialism structures itself. Please go back and give that a listen. It's it's well worth it. And nearest I can tell, you're not going to find that information anywhere else. Uh, and we lay it out pretty well. And we do it in layman's terms and we compress it in about an hour. So it's it's a crash course on the structure of socialism. Please go check it out. But I made the point at the end of that podcast. I said the American people have been intellectually disarmed, meaning everyone's sitting here watching all of this stuff and we're trying to make sense of it. And no one can make sense of it. No one can figure out how to mount a resistance to it because they don't know what they're seeing. We've been intellectually disarmed. This form of defense has been removed from us as a people, as a nation, as a culture, as a society. We don't know how to fight back against this. Our churches have been destroyed. Our families have been under attack. Our social institutions have been under attack and or collapsed. 
You know, I'm talking about organizations like the Boy Scouts, Little League football, baseball, basketball, boys and girls clubs, all that stuff. It's all gone away. We don't know how to mount a resistance to this because our defense mechanism has been removed. This is what they're counting on. So if you don't have a a well-trained defense against this, which we had up until probably the last, I'd say, 20, 30 years or so, we actually had it. This is why communism's never been able to get a foothold in the United States or socialism in general, for that matter, because we actually used to prosecute these people for what they're doing. But now... Now it's easy enough for them to just walk right in the door. We've got two or three generations that are buying into this nonsense. Our, our industry has been taken away. Our economies have been have been largely repurposed, shall we say. We've been moved into a service economy to a large extent. I mean, the, the last time I was in the States, I mean, I was in the States not long ago. The last time I was there and I, I'm sitting there, I'm looking around. And I'm like, where's all the manufacturing? Where, where's the where's the coal fire plants? Where's the, the plastics plants? Where's the battery plants? Where's the uh, uh, the, the polymer plant? Where, where is all this stuff? And they're like, oh, it's, it's all it's all closed up. One of the places, one of the, the coal fire plants was less than 10 years old. I know the person that built the damn thing. And so what happens when you have this? You wonder why middle America, the Midwest, Rust Belt, as they call it, right? Our part of the country where Bruce and I come from. You wonder why the drugs are out of control. You wonder why the crime is skyrocketing. We're from farming communities. We're from industrialized communities. This has all been taken away. So when that gets taken away, when the prosperity gets taken away, it's like oxygen being sucked out of the room. What moves in? The drugs. Along with it comes the crime, the failing infrastructure, the depression. That becomes your new economy. And this is how people get sucked into this. There's grand theft autos happening in my hometown. Grand theft autos. I remember when I was a kid in that area of town. I mean, a lot of people didn't even lock their doors. You didn't have to. Had kids playing out in the street. I mean, there was so much going on out in the neighborhoods when I was a kid that, I mean, there, there was some nice, it was dark and you wouldn't even want to go inside because there was so much going on. Now it's like this this barren industrial wasteland almost. That, that's what I want to compare it to. It's really sad. It's really sad. But when I saw that, I mean, that that's what that's what inspired us to sit down and, and create this podcast. That's why we're here. It wasn't initially just to, to talk about politics. Yeah, it was going to be based around politics a little bit, but it was more about rebuilding and repurposing yourself to be a better and more prosperous individual so that we could rebuild the rugged individual. We could focus on what made us great and build our communities back up to where they should be. That was the point of this. But as things have continued to progress and get further and further out of control, we've just kind of shifted that way. The times brought us to where we're at now to talk about these issues. But the question is, is where do we go from here? I mean, I, I honestly, I, I don't know. But it starts with you, the individual. It starts with you learning what we're up against. I still think a lot of people don't understand what's happening. I think, Bruce, you and I are running into the same problem. We're trying to tell people what's happening, but they can't quite comprehend it. They can't comprehend it because they don't know how to interpret it, because that defense mechanism has been removed. You mentioned the Great Reset. You mentioned uh, social scoring. You mentioned cashless society, any of these things, these key phrases. You mentioned any of this stuff, common pass. That's another one, right? Which is, that's on the table here. You mentioned any of this stuff. What are you called? Conspiracy theorist. You, you don't know what you're talking about. You're, you're out of your mind. You're tinfoil hat wearer. Well, it's it's right out there in the open. Anybody can go and read it. Uh, to be honest with you, I wish it was a conspiracy theory. I, I wish it was a bunch of lunacy. But the system that they're using to bring it in, this uh, this radical control arm of that they're using of Marxism, these people out there in the streets, the Antifa, the BLM, do you understand what's going to happen to those people? And, and more than that, the politicians, the politicians that support that, the politicians that foster this, the Democrat Party in America, you people are going to get flushed. You're the first to go. Do you understand? You're the brown shirts. You are the first to go. Antifa, 
BLM, these groups are going to get flushed too. They always do. You fools are so arrogant in your own narcissistic, nihilistic attitudes that you don't even understand history and how this stuff goes. You're the ones that are going to be the first to go. All you scumbags in the media, every last one of you, you sell out traitorous pieces of garbage. You're not going to get a seat at this table. All you people in your political offices and your ivory towers, you're not going to get a seat at this table. Never happens. I got to listen to these sad sacks in the media day in and day out, thinking that they're on the winning side and they're not. Same thing with your average politician. They're out there touting this lockdown stuff and and touting this uh, non-essential and essential businesses. You can't go to church and you can't run your business. You can't go see your family members. We're going to fine you. We're going to arrest you. If you do any of these things, if you step out of line, they're not going to get a seat at that table on the other end. How shameful are these people? And of course, you have a new group out there that we watched videos of yesterday. An armed militia wasn't one of the points of the debate asking Trump to denounce militia groups. Wasn't that one of them? I I thought so. I thought so. Would you be willing to denounce militia groups? I think that's what Wallace said, militia groups. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Well, here's a militia group right here. Uh, armed militia leads a protest after uh, Louisiana police kill a black man. Okay, an armed militia led a protest march. Excuse me. Yeah, an armed militia led a protest march in Lafayette, Louisiana, Saturday afternoon after police shot and killed a black man. Now, because we are a family friendly show, I can't repeat what the name of the group is, but they're dubbed the NFAC. It stands for the Not Effing Around Coalition. Such a stand up name. They've made appearances at several protests in recent months including after the death of Ahmed Arbery in Georgia. And they were also at the uh, the Stone Mountain protest, I believe. Uh, that's one. They were also in another place and there was an accidental discharge and they shot three of their own in a park. Uh, of course, they were there protesting the racist, fascist uh, white police. And after they shot three of their own, the, the white police went over and, and picked them up and carried them to the emergency services so they could get treated for their wounds. So just side issue. Not only that, but, but this organization that you're talking about here, they're associated with the new Black Panther Party. And for those that aren't aware, that is a Marxist, yeah, Marxist, Black nationalist, anti-capitalism, you know, um, anti-Semitic group. You, I was going to ask, you did some looking into this, uh, this, what I say, NFAC group, and they're not very old, are they? They, they haven't been around very long. Yeah, they they formed officially three years ago, and like I said, uh, the uh, their their affiliation is with the the new Black Panthers, and uh, some of the some of the rhetoric you you hear out of the new Black Panthers is not uh, uh, not great, uh, shall we say? It's um, well, I I find it interesting that I mean these guys look really well funded. I mean they're out there in brand new shiny tack gear. They have got all new firearms. Of course, they don't know how to keep the magazines in them half the time. Because uh, they were dropping most of them in that march that they had. But they've got a, a full array of, you know, brand new gear. I mean, hell, I, I wish I had the money to afford some of this gear. You know, this is nice gear. Uh, and, and it's funny. And, and most of them look like they, uh, well, it, it's funny because they, they show up. They have all this uh, this nice gear. They look very well funded. They look well organized. Where are they getting all this money? I wonder. I wonder. Could it be from Act Blue? Could it be from some Soros organizations? Maybe. I don't know. He seems to be funding everything else. Is this another group? I would think that it honestly, I would think that if if Soros was funding this group, they would have a little bit more of a catchy name, not the uh, the not effing around. What is it? Coalition. Sorry. So uh, maybe Soros is not funding them. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm trying to look into the uh, the leader of NFAC. Uh, His name is John John Fitzgerald Johnson, also known as Grandmaster J, if you're wondering. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's also so, a third party candidate. He's a third party candidate. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I, what I find interesting is 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 also interesting is is the fact that this is a quote militia group. Yes, isn't that how they're describing? Isn't that how the media is describing it? Yeah. Okay. That's what they call well, themselves. That's what they call themselves. Okay, fine. Well, Wallace wanted Trump to denounce militia groups. Well, this doesn't look like a group of people that support Donald Trump, does it? Do they? I mean, I could be mistaken. No. They they no, don't strike they, me they as don't. a as the hardcore MAGA types. Yeah, they're they're definitely not the hardcore MAGA types. Uh, being as they're Marxists, they they kind of uh, hate Donald Trump because he's a capitalist. So well, he had a few choice things to say to uh, uh, to law enforcement when they were there. Of course, they had a, they obtained a permit to uh, to have this armed march uh, across the uh, across the city there, uh, and of course they uh, they stopped several times to kneel during the march. And they said, which, OK, you got a permit. Fine. You're, you're out there marching armed. OK, fine. Got no problem with that. But he says this uh, Grandmaster Jay or whatever his name is, he says that uh, your job wouldn't be that hard if you treat. This is what he was saying to a police officer. He said your job wouldn't be that hard if you treated us like U.S. citizens and not enemy combatants. Well, you're out there saying you're going to kill police. So how would you be treated? Should you be treated like a U.S. citizen? Should you be treated like an enemy combatant at that point? What do you think? And he goes on to say, your jobs wouldn't be that hard if you let us police ourselves. What I'm curious about is in that speech, you heard the speech, yes? D- did I play you the speech? When he said that uh, uh, they're, they're guarding against uh, all violence from uh, one black person onto another. I think that's what he said. Why, why aren't they in Chicago then? Why, why aren't they marching up in Chicago? That, that's a lot of black on black crime up there. And it's, it's senseless. It's needless. It's got to stop. Where's the, where's the protest from BLM? on the violent, the gang violence in Chicago. Where's the protest from BLM and, and the other organizations like this in New York about the uh, the killings in, in New York? Brooklyn's out of control right now. The, the crime rate in New York is 250 percent above what it was last year. They say that their goal is to help the black community stay safe and teach more black Americans about their rights and responsible gun ownership. Hey, I got no problem with that. I got no problem with that. That's what the NRA was actually founded to do. Just throwing that out there. It was an organization that was founded to give black people their their gun rights to fight back against an organization called the KKK, which was the militant wing of the Democrat Party. Anyway, uh, what'd you find? Well, so far, I'm seeing that he's been accused of stolen valor. Um, He's a racist. He also doesn't believe in free speech. Uh, So, yeah. And, And the free speech one is a bit vague, right? He's he wants to outlaw all hate speech. Okay. Well, uh, what what is what is hate? Hate speech is whatever they define it as. I mean, we we've talked about exactly. that time and again. All right. Well, you'll be you'll be pleased to know that uh, one man who is reportedly not a member of the NFAC was arrested during the protest after accidentally firing his gun. Right. But they can fire theirs three times in three different instances, or in, and, and you know, and actually none, nobody hit, get arrested and it, actually hit okay. people and, and yeah. actually shoot yeah. people. Yeah. That but that's it, it's fine. okay. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. Was what was the guy a person of color? The one that was arrested? I d- I don't know. Well, they say that oh. it was one man that was reportedly not a member of the NFAC. So I would assume all of the people there are people of color. So I would assume that if he was there and he was armed, then I guess because I mean I don't see any I don't see any white folks walking around in that group. Something tells me they wouldn't have been treated very nice by the way that these people well, have or by the way that they they think. W- w- we did see a couple in there that were. They were a person of color, but they could easily be mistaken for someone with the tan. You know, I, I mean, it, I would be concerned about friendly fire personally, but yeah, whatever. Anything else you want to cover? Uh, I, I'm still kind of I'm, I'm looking over this um, Grandmaster J or whatever. I was just curious about some of this. He wants to have a nationalized 
federal special prosecutor prosecutor division that receives all cases nationwide specifically involving deadly force against an unarmed citizen by an officer. So basically that would federalize law enforcement. Well, they've been wanting to federalize. Even Al Sharpton's been calling for the federalization of police for a long time, for a long time, because they need to be able to bring them under one aspect of control. We know what the agenda is with police. It's about demonizing them so they can phase them out. The police swear an allegiance to the Constitution. That is something that the extreme left can't tolerate. They cannot tolerate that. That has to be gotten rid of. They have to demonize the police, the media, their cohorts and all that stuff. They have to demonize the police. They have to promote this ideology and this agenda of getting rid of the police. You notice they've kind of backed off of of that just a little bit as we get closer to the election. But I think they're going to ramp that back up afterwards about defunding and disbanding the police and all that stuff. They don't want to defund and disband the police. They want to become the police. Have you ever seen the police, how they behave in totalitarian countries? <laughs> do, you, do you know why there yeah. is a relatively low crime rate in totalitarian countries? Because the criminals are the government. That's why. Well, and if you you, you fight them in any way, they just shoot you. Don't know what happened to him. He, he fell. He, he, yeah. he just he fell. Disappeared while he's up hiking. Uh, more or less open borders. Okay. It's weird. He's for open borders and not at the same time. Yeah. He wants to raise taxes as well. What parties you represent? Uh, I don't know, actually. He's a third party. I know that much. I don't know what the party's called. Do you want to end on some election talk? Can do. All right. What What's next for the, the campaign? Does Trump get back on the campaign trail? Because it, it's rumored that he's going to leave the hospital today. So does he get back on the campaign trail? I mean, we're getting down to the final moments. That's why I wanted to talk about the election for the last five minutes here. So does Trump get back on the campaign trail? There is a debate coming tonight of uh, Harris and Pence. So the media is hyping up that Pence is making more public appearances because Trump's in the hospital. Trump's dead from covid. Uh, so, he's not, you know, he, he needs to look at stepping out of the way. And yeah, you're laughing. <laughs> well, that's what they're saying, right? I mean, that's that's what they're doing. So, does Trump get back on the campaign trail? Does he does he get the uh, the rallies back on? Uh, and does he does he jump back out in front of the camera? I say yes. I say yes. Y- you got nothing left to lose at this point. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, maybe not for another. I mean, he'll do something um, digitally, maybe. Uh, but as it stands, it, it, they, the political flack he would receive for doing this. I know he's going to get it anyway, but it it's not going to look good for him politically to actually be there in person for another 10 days. So, uh, well, it's really not 10 days. I guess it's eight days now, isn't it? So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, after the 10-day period, the CDC's quarantining period, after that's up and over and he's not having any kind of, you know, symptoms or major symptoms or whatnot, yeah, I think he'll be back out there on the campaign trail. Um, it, it just seems ironic that... Uh, some of the um, problem people for the deep state have just all of a sudden had COVID and have to quarantine for two weeks. It makes me wonder what two weeks what, are you going to try to push something through? Interesting. So I'm 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 curious what what the game is here. Well, I think they uh, I, I think they go for the the Supreme Court nomination. I, I think they do it. even if it's virtually they do it. At least I, hope. I don't think so. You, you don't weeks. think they're going to push it? I, I think they're uh, I think. McConnell has actually said they're not doing any voting or anything for he's actually two weeks. he said they're not doing any voting, but they're going ahead with the confirmation. He did say that. So th- I guess they could still do the um, 
the whole, uh, you know, smearing the candidate um, thing, you know, that the, the left likes to do during this time period and then do the vote in two weeks on that. Well, the Dems say that so, they're not even going to show up. So, OK, fine. Don't. They don't need you. Just go yeah. go through with it. I mean, part of your job as a senator is to vote on this. You're telling the American people that the job that they hired you to do is not like they're better than that job. I mean, they're they're not doing their job fully. So I don't know. It's just okay. Don't show up. I mean, you're not going to vote for it. Uh, vote for him anyway. It's only going to skew the percentages of people that voted for and against. Right? It's going to have fewer no votes. So. It really, it's shooting yourself in the foot. We are out of time today, Bruce, so we are going to have to end. So thank you for sitting down today. Unfortunately, GP is back, but we haven't seen him yet. Maybe he'll pop in. Maybe he'll pop in uh, tomorrow, possibly. I have to talk to him and see what he says. But anyway, uh, we are going to have to go. So for those of you who have not and you'd like to, please do give us a follow on the social media platform of Parlor. We love getting all of your likes and your echoes and your comments and your upvotes. You can follow me over there at Anderson 3 or you can follow Marty at Marty Foster. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us and you don't want to do it via social media, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. We would humbly ask you to pass this along to friends and family and known associates. We're trying to grow our audience here as much as possible, and we need your help as a loyal listener in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we'd appreciate that. We're on just about every platform out there. We're on Pandora, iHeartRadio. Uh, in, in the United States. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Google Podcasts, Audible, uh, the new platform with Amazon. Uh, so we're available on all of their devices, Echo devices, Fire TVs, Fire Sticks, all that stuff. Uh, so if you're passing us along, you can just recommend us. We're on just about every platform, with the exception of SoundCloud. We're not on that one. And I will continue to say that. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you could jump over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time today, Bruce. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you and we love freedom and independence. And together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow.